From News Chopper 11, hovering just outside the Crab Nebula, it's Nerd News from Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. We are here at the news desk discussing Nerd News. We have actually a few different tidbits to go over, even though we just did a Nerd News a couple or so weeks ago. But, you know, in the world of news... News never stops newsing. So, that's a saying, isn't it? Uh, it is now. Okay, so, there we go. That That is the new Asteroid Jeep uh, s- subtitle. Uh, in the world of news, news never stops newsing. Right here, at Asteroid News. So, trademarked. Trademarked. Tra- no one can take it now. <laughs> that's ours, no one else can have that. So, having gotten the funny bit out of the way, we have a few different, actually serious topics to discuss, and I think... Honestly, the one I'd like to tackle first is, sadly, Dave Chappelle. So, yeah, he's apparently a turf. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm honestly a little conflicted about this one, okay. just because I don't know if... As I watched the, the special, because I like Dave Chappelle, and yeah. I think he gets a lot of heat from the LGBTQ plus community every once in a while, like... Uh, with his alphabet joke from his last special, like I was like, I didn't really think that was that offensive. Like it's clear he's trying to struggle with his own issues with it, which is fine. And he's talking about, which is what comedy is. And then in the last special and he's like, yeah, I'm pro turf. I'm a turf. But then he says things that counter or contradict what being a turf means. But then he's like doubles down on it again. And then he talks about his trans friend, which seems like, He's, it's the same thing that like racist do. It's like, well, I can't be racist because I have a black friend. And then so it just gets like a whole other type of weird. And then he misgenders her in the same breath. And then like, so I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's just like poorly educated on trans rights because it doesn't seem like he really cares. He thinks it's weird, but ultimately it's up to them. But at the same time, he's being kind of derogatory towards them, so... So... I don't know. So here's the thing. Okay. Uh, I'm 40. I know you're you're getting up there yourself, Josh. We aren't the, the teenagers we used to be. Um, and so I think to, to... Not to defend him, but to explain, I think, his mind view, I think it is easy to get trapped and the opinions you've had of a previous generation that you belonged to and he's 48 so he's definitely gen x with very mid-range gen x opinions and despite the fact that you know gay rights and trans rights these are things that have been going on for literal centuries even if you know certain media tries to bury it and act like oh and only in the last 10 years have people even thought worried about this that's not really the case i mean you can go back to World War II and trans people were being hunted by the Nazis and go back further. I mean, the Native Americans, when they when the Europeans showed up, the Native Americans of certain tribes just naturally considered three genders, with one of them being a fluid person that had aspects of both. So, like... Indian, not, not like Native American, but like Indian, East Indian people did too. See? So, it's, it's this culture war 
that like the the right likes to say, oh, they're 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 at culture war with us because they just don't like our opinions. But it's kind of feels like really go look at the historical look of it over several centuries. It's in the opposite direction. Um, right. So you get someone like Dave Chappelle who grew up in a specific generation that, because of the way things were reported, didn't understand the things that he's trying to grapple with now, and. It's hard for someone of that particular decade, that particular generation, to not sound like a dick when they're talking about yeah. things they're grappling with. And his well, opinion... Especially when he's trying to make it funny at the same time, because that's yeah. his job. Yeah, like, I think if he was on Crossfire or something, and he just had time to really talk about his opinions, maybe it would work better. But it's hard to accept what he's saying when he's getting paid $26 million to say it for an hour... Uh, and he says it the way that he says it. Right, exactly. And yeah. whether or not he's trying to come up with an opinion that works for him, a lot of the people that listen to him use what he says as pull quotes and come up with an opinion that supports their very hard right ideals. Yeah. So, And, and that's, where, that's where the struggle is, because like, I don't agree with what he said or how he said it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of it, and I think it's like that on both sides after watching the whole thing, I feel like they're taking parts that they can use against him or for what, like, anti-trans stuff, yeah. like, out of context. Because sides. the whole the whole thing was supposed to be more so, like, you know, like, he was trying to say, like, the LGBTQs and the African-American community, because he also talked kind of about how sensitive both sides were being how they just need to, you know, kind of grow from it. But but it didn't come across that way. I think that's what he wanted to come across as. But, like, it just didn't... Like, I think he was trying to be profound, but... He came didn't come... Dickish. Yeah, yeah, and... So... Yeah. But, and, and like, think... yeah, that's dangerous. Like, he shouldn't... Like, you shouldn't yeah. talk about stuff that you don't know about, right? Like... Yeah, I think... But... Again, you want to talk about something like that, you need to go and do a sit-down interview with someone and share your opinions of it. And once you've done that, stop doing bad hot takes in your comedy. Yeah, 100%. You like, said what you need to Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, it just... Like... Like, if he did this, like, um... I don't know if you've ever heard of... There's a... Um... Uh, Manuel Acho, I think his name is. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm, I have his book that he wrote, okay. I think, somewhere. Yeah, um, but he does a, he wrote a book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, uh, which is actually a pretty good read, if you're interested in that, but he also uh, does a YouTube series with the same name called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Yeah. And... To get to your point about like having a sit down, um, he his uh, second or third episode, he brings Matthew McConaughey down and they have an uncomfortable conversation, like something like that. Yeah, and I, I highly recommend everyone watch it because it's very eye opening. Like even if you think you know a lot of stuff about race relations, but like something like that where Dave Chappelle sat down with a trans person, I think would have been a lot better. Even if you try to put some humor into it, yeah. which is what he does, which is fine. Well, because then if he gives their humor and they're like, that's in poor taste, he could talk to them about 
what why it's in poor taste, why he doesn't see it's in poor taste, what what maybe the intent of his joke was, and if nothing else, it would get a voice in the room that says, hey, tweak the joke a little this way, and it won't sound so insensitive. Right. Yeah. You know, he, like, Mel Brooks didn't just make Blazing Saddles, right? Yeah. He had Richard Pryor saying, oh, you're not going far enough, you need to say this, or, yeah. whoa, you maybe need to tone that one down a little <laughs> bit. But it's 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 this thing. I, I've gone back, so I've watched a few of his uh, the bits and pieces from his comedy routines, and like the bits and pieces are very funny. I yeah. like some of the stuff that he says. I'm just like, eh, I'm not jonesing on this, and I just click over to something else on YouTube, and that's honestly, I think it's the best way to watch any, a lot of comedians because sometimes they'll just have yeah. they'll just bomb even on a good routine. Um, but it's this thing of I've gone back and I've tried to watch some of his sketch sh- stuff from the Chappelle Show, and wow, that stuff is just uncomfortable to watch in a way that is like, you thought this was funny? Um, it's a little... I actually just... We just want, rewatched a lot of... Or mo, all of Chappelle's show, too. Uh-huh. And a lot of it is dated. Yeah. Like, it's not... And, and that, which is... I think it's a good thing because it's making... Like, just blatant racism a little more uncomfortable, but... Yeah, I, I still laugh at some of it, you know, but... It, it definitely, like, it, it strikes a contrast with the clips that I see that come out from, like, Key and Peel, which yeah. don't feel as, I mean, obviously, they're, like, five, ten years later, but they don't feel as dated, and the way they tackle things like race relations and those topics, like, shines a harder light, but also shows that they understand the political vibe of what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, and when the Chappelle Show came out, that was, like, during the Bush administration, so uh-huh. I think you had to kind of go that hard into the paint as they say you know with <laughs> the way with the Chappelle does. show like it's... you kind of just be like because key and peels has a lot more subtle graces to it i think uh-huh. at times but you know like uh racist zombies you know being an obvious allegory but like Chappelle had to be like in your face with it in you know during, it was it was appropriate you know, at the time the... maybe but doesn't play yeah. in a different generation Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a little. Uh, it was uncomfortable at times to watch. Speaking of, of skit. uncomfortable to watch, uh, but hilarious in retrospect. Uh, the <clears throat> Truth Social, the Donald Trump-backed social network that was supposed to be, you know, Twitter without all the damn rules of Twitter, just like Parlay and God, what was it, Gabber or whatever else? All the other fucking yeah. ones that have come. Parlor. Yeah. Par- uh, Spelled parlor, pronounced parlay. Oh, is it really? Yes, it is. For whatever I did not know that. fucking reason, it's pronounced parlay. Um, so, this is the place that Donald Trump decided he needed because he's been banned from uh, Twitter and still temp banned from Facebook and can't get his adoring followers to follow his every waking word. Uh, and then it was within a day of going up hacked. Um, and it still has the issue of is it really going to be successful when either it's going to have to allow everyone to say every damn thing they want, and then it's just going to become a cesspit echo chamber, or they're going to have to put some moderation rules on it, and then it's basically Twitter just without Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they said it's for free speech, but... Like, you can get your account banned if you say anything discriminatory against Trump. Like, 
like it's like so you can, you don't have free speech. You have free speech with what they decide is free speech. So it's, it's the truth. So long as it kisses Trump's ass. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, right off the bat, it's already, like, all right, well, so, you you don't have free speech. Cool. And it, it absolutely will be an echo chamber, because part of what made his time on Twitter the way it was, was his, quote-unquote, owning of the libs, and then the libs showing up and, like, commenting on it, and getting that back and forth between the followers and the anti-followers of his stuff. If you can't say anything disparaging about Trump, then you're not going to get that back and forth that drove the hits, and it's going to be just a true echo chamber at that point. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, this scene seems like a failure right there because the ratings are going to be bad. Yeah, well, I mean, like, and they also, uh, I, I don't remember the specifics of it, but uh, they already got in trouble because they pretty much stole an open source, like, they you they're using an open source code yep. from something I think it was Mastodon. I want to call it Mastodon too. I'm not sure that's actually specifically what's called, but it's close enough that for the for, we'll or, call it Mastodon. Say, yeah, let's just call it Mastodon. But they ripped off that program, which was open source, but they didn't do the uh, open source part of it. Yeah, so like they already plagiarized something that you can legally plagiarize. Yeah, and they're gonna like, get who does it? Yeah, they're gonna get sued already over it. The guy who designed it is uh, already talking to lawyers to file suit against it and get the site shut down. Uh, yeah, that's it's just that's a one of those. It's both petty and just a stupid rookie mistake that you would think they'd be smart enough not to pull, but then he got elected pulling stupid rookie mistakes. Yeah, and I feel like it's just because his circle is getting smaller and smaller with every passing day. Yeah. Because all the, like, it's apparent to me anyway, just, you know, because you and I both watch a lot of news and politics and yeah. read about it and whatnot. But, yeah. like, I feel like the right knows that he's insane, <laughs> that he's not a good person. But, like, they know that there's a substantial amount of the population that just wants to hear that Trump was right. Yeah, and they'll say that, and they'll do it just to get reelected and get that donor money. Well, and that's that. that there are there are a couple different parts of it. Trump doesn't really like being president, but he likes the ability to one avoid being prosecuted for anything he's done in his past, which I think yeah. is literally him trying to run out the clock and die in office if he can get away with it. Um, but he also loves the adoration. So all he wants to do is go do the the things that are public facing about president and have other people do all the actual politicking. Um, and the Republican Party is perfectly okay with accepting that because as long as he's in power, they get to do whatever they want, which is barely anything and uh, keep taxes away from rich people. That's the yeah. entire Republican platform. Uh, but at the same time, his followers don't, like, he says just the right things to get them amped and they will literally dismiss anything else that doesn't align with that worldview. So it's like, no matter whether or not he actually is senile and crazy, they don't care. Because it doesn't fit their story. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like, like we get a Democratic uh, candidate run who's an absolute asshole. I know I won't vote for them. I know you won't vote for them. No. Yeah. Like I don't I personally didn't like Joe Biden and I felt like the only reason I was voting for Joe Biden was because I didn't want Trump to win. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind Joe Biden. I don't and I actually didn't hate Hillary either, 
But there were candidates I would much rather had in for Democrat, whether or not yeah. they were as electable. Exactly. Yeah. So. <sighs> mm. Trump. But we'll actually evaluate our candidates. And I feel like for a sizable portion of the Republican Party, not all of it, not all of no. it, but 40% at least of the country doesn't care what Trump says so long as he continues being Trump. Exactly. Yeah. Oof. Also Oof. for people that don't care what a company does or says or whatever so long as they keep being themselves, Blizzard Activision. Oof. <laughs> I, 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 so they had that sexual harassment thing. I think we actually covered that on previous nerd news. Yeah, uh, and did. it looked like they were going to get at least like find a lot of money, which doesn't really matter to them because they have billions. Uh, and it might've forced them to like rethink some of their positions and make the company better for the people working within it. But apparently the people in charge of the California case fucked up their case so badly uh, that more than likely, the entirety of the case is going to get thrown out because all the evidence is, quote-unquote, taken from our fruit of the tainted tree. So, yep. you gotta sit there going, you had a an open and shut case, and you fucked it up, and Blizzard is going to walk away scot-free, and nothing is going to change at that company, which, I feel bad for, for the people working at the company, but if you go and talk to a lot of the fans of the Blizzard... They didn't care that anything was going on with Blizzard. They just dismissed it all and wanted to hear about when the next Call of Duty or whatever the fuck it is was coming out. Yeah. Like, I, like, um, Josette and I were really big fans of the Overwatch series. Uh-huh. And we played it every once in a while. Uh-huh. Um, you played it religiously but... when it first came out. Oh, yeah. And we played it every so often, but it got kind of stale because they never did any updates anymore. Yeah. And we switched to Apex. Yeah. But um, it was just like we had a bunch of like pop figures and like merchandise and stuff. And it just yeah. felt like like we got rid of all of it. Like we, we just I don't even think we donated. I think we just trashed it because wow. like we just felt gross Very... owning that stuff. Yeah. Which, and, and I know you yeah. from experience. It like you aren't the kind of person to vote with your dollars, so that's a big deal that you did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think like I'm changing a little bit with that as <laughs> as time goes on. Like it's, and I think it's because like when I did feel that way, I didn't have a lot of dollars. Okay. So I, I was like, well, want people I don't have to, to worry do about them. it. Yeah, but now it's like I don't have a lot of dollars still, but like I have a lot more than I did. But like it's a I don't know, like I know like it doesn't make much of a difference, but makes a difference to you. Exactly. Keeps the taint off. Like um, um I was looking forward to Diablo 2, the uh remastered or reforged or redeviled or whatever the hell they're going to call it. You know, sprinkle a little paprika on top cuz it looked like the, it. yeah, the game was going to be really good. But I can't buy it now because I can't support Blizzard. Yeah. yeah. And and like kind of along the same vein, I know this isn't Blizzard, but it kind of aligns with nerd news, but I was I love the John Wick franchise. Oh god, yeah, that's another one. And they just announced that Mel Gibson's gonna be in the Continental series. Uh-huh. Which like I, I, I'm like, well, guess I'm not watching that now. Yeah, I think my plan for that oh, God, it's hard. Um so like I would I would just wait until it's canceled after it's aired, however many seasons it's aired, and then go watch it all at once on a subscription I'm already paying for. So like 
they don't get extra money and extra ratings out of me. But the problem is, Mel Gibson will still get paid for likeness rights every time I watch an episode. Yeah, I, I think I'm just, if, as much, because I love Ian McShane, yeah. and he's in it. Yeah. But the fact that wasn't on Stars. I think, yeah. Yeah, the fact that they are putting Mel Gibson into a TV show. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling to because like, and, and this just proves that you know everyone's like, oh, the count cancer cancer cancel culture is too much right now. Like clearly, it's not because he said some awful, awful things. And like, if anyone needs to be canceled for what they said, it's Mel Gibson for saying what he said. And he does, and he hasn't like apologized. He's, he just keeps doubling down on stupid, ignorant stuff. But. Like, if Roseanne Barr can't have a show, like, Mel Gibson definitely shouldn't have a show, right? Yeah, right? And yet, I mean, so it was, like, Mel Gibson has somehow been redeemed, quote-unquote, in the eyes of Hollywood, which are awful to me. Um, But, like, his fucking 2017 Hacksaw Ridge was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director. Like, you're sitting there going, guys, it's Mel Gibson. One, why did a studio give Mel Gibson, um, hold on. 100 or 40 million dollars to make a movie yes it made 180 million yes people went and saw it maybe they didn't even realize mel gibson directed it but yeah i went to see because i thought it was a cool world war ii movie and it did not deserve any of the accolades because it was boring and kind of dumb well that's mel gibson um yeah but it's i just yeah it pains me that he's rebuilding his career and it pains me even more that um he's going to be in a John Wick-related TV series, because I will cover the shit out of John Wick for everything, but I can't cover this if John Mel Gibson is... I just can't in good conscience. The best I could say is I wait until it's canceled, uh, and I would absolutely never do this. I would never pirate anything at all. Um, but go and find some way to watch it for free. Yeah. Where he doesn't yeah. get paid for it in the process. Well, and it's just mind-blowing, too, because Keanu Reeves is just like all around the nicest human on yeah. the planet right now. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like if he comes out tomorrow and is like, I was Jesus Christ the entire time. I would just be like, Oh, that checks. That makes, that makes sense. Welcome back. My that, Lord, I guess. I, would accept I don't that, know. That, uh, Jesus Christ was a Buddhist. Honestly. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, cool. Right on. I, I but yeah. like, but just to do like the complete opposite side of the coin and do yeah. Mel Gibson, that yeah. like, like I'm hoping that the, because there's a huge, huge backlash online right now over that and i'm hoping that stars is like oh wait wait a second maybe yeah. they have a point yeah well i, I think, doubt it i but. think what it is is that uh mel gibson made hackshaw ridge for lionsgate and lionsgate, yeah. the john wick series is owned by lionsgate so yeah. i would bet you money they pressured the production team to put Mel Gibson in this so they'd have a name draw. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with but you. It's mind-blowing. How many other actors they could have put in inside from Mel Gibson, though? Yeah, you have to think there had to have been anyone better, but they did that. Besides which, what exactly story is it going to be? Because it's not like you'd think if it's a prequel about assassins on the development of uh, con uh, like the Continental Hotel, they'd want someone that was younger for the lead role. Yeah. I just want I want a uh, John Wick TV series that focuses on Lance Reddick's character because that would be amazing. Me too. Yeah, I, like, he's one of my favorite. Like I really hate saying that he's like a C list actor, 
because he's really he deserves an A level status. But well, I've love that dude. He's everything a, hey, he's ever it's been. that guy who shows up in everything except for the fact that I actually generally know his name. I actually knew his name before I had to go search for it on Google. Uh, but I kept thinking it was someone else who was named Lance Reddick. So, like. You like, were thinking of uh, Riddick, the the movie series. No, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, so, but yeah, like this this idea just boggles my. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I. I Hollywood. And it's going to bite them in. Uh, it's going to bite them in, or them being Lionsgate, I guess, in the butt when he says something stupid on camera because he's racist yeah. and, um. Anti-Semitic. Like, I mean, he is the definition of a Mel Gibson. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of actors who really are awful on set, and this is not to make a, this is a terrible segue, but I don't have a better one for it. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, like, this new story is sad, and I feel really bad about that, so that segue is awful, and please don't hold it against me. Um, But on the set of filming his next movie, Rust, which I think is supposed to be a, it's a western yeah um a prop gun he fired uh actually went off and it shot the cinematographer holiana hutchins i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong um and injured the director as well joel souza uh and it it makes the question of why are prop guns so dangerous still like like i can back in the 80s i owned a uh cap gun that didn't fire anything, but just made a cool popping noise that you could just layer a bullet thing over and you teach the actors to, like, recoil their hand a little by working with an action specialist for a couple weeks. Like, why are we still in a day where you can use actual guns that fire blanks that aren't always blanks and kill someone on a movie set? So, I think, A, if you use a real gun in a movie, it's still a prop. Yeah. So... It is. So, I, 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 no, I get, like, a prop gun is just a gun that we're calling a prop. Uh, yeah. But it still fires. But to fire it, it fires blanks, but it doesn't always work that the blanks are actually blanks. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm not a big gun nut or yeah. anything. Like, if you want to own a gun, that's cool. Uh-huh. Whatever. I don't, I don't really care as long as you treat them like they're guns, you know? Like... They make me uncomfortable when other people have them if I'm holding it and it doesn't because I know, you know, I'm not, I know that I'm not an idiot, right? Yeah. But they still make me uneasy if I see just random, you know, neck beards and, you know, walking around with AK-47s or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but like, from what I understand with this, the, the woman, and I can't remember her name, um, who was the... Or Hutchins. The, the, oh, the professor. The prompt master. Okay. Um, I think her name was Hannah. I don't okay. remember. But I'm going to call her Hannah, though, just, just because I feel like that was her name. But right, let's go with it. Um, Fucking Hannah's. But from what I understand, she went to like a shooting range and shot live rounds with the gun. Didn't clear it. They needed the gun for a scene of some sort. So she grabbed the gun said it was a cold gun meaning there was no ammunition in it she gave it to somebody else who gave it to alec baldwin in that chain and this is just me bearing being paranoid because everyone knows what happened to brandon lee yeah but but you know i feel like 
it's definitely the prop master's fault, but the fact that it changed hands so many times and no one decided to check whether or not there was live ammunition in it. I don't know if Baldwin, if he did check it, if he would even know if it was loaded. Like, because I know what a bullet looks like, but if you give me five bullets and one of them is a fake bullet, I bet you anything I would not be able to figure out which one's real and which one's not. Yeah. So, so like, even if he did, like, the typical safety you do with firearms, yeah, and then, like, um, a lot of people are saying, well, he shouldn't have pointed it at anybody. Well, if he was filming something, and I'm assuming just being on film sets that used prop guns, like, I'm assuming they were doing a shot where he was shooting at the camera. Yep. Like, obviously, you know, since the director and the cinematographer got shot, I assume that's what was happening. Yep. Like, yeah, like, that's what's going to happen. And so, yeah, just, there are yeah. some things to think about with that. One, I, I decided to look it up because I'm not a gun person either, but I decided to look at what a blank looks like in comparison to a regular bullet. And it's still all the gunpowder in a cartridge. It just doesn't have the actual bullet bit in there, whatever the hell that's yeah. called. Um, so if you were, if you don't know any better and you're just an actor and you actually look at the uh, clip, you're not going to, or whatever the hell was loaded to get, if it's a Western, like an actual Western Western, then it was a six shooter. But if you're looking at it and you just see the cartridges sitting in there, you might not think anything better if you're, especially if you're not a gun person. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. Like, I honestly, like, like, I'm not a gun person, but, you know, I've shot a gun before. That doesn't make me an expert by any means, but yeah. if I saw that, I'd be like, well, the prop master cleared it and said yep. that it was a cold gun, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how cartridges or uh, clips are actually set up, so I wouldn't know, like, what the difference is when a, a blank gun is loaded, how it looks different from a non-blank non gun. Yeah, exactly. And, and in the heat of the moment when you're on set and you're talking about Alec Baldwin, who was a producer on the movie, as well as the lead actor, who's also trying to stay in character and think about what's going on as the character, you might just not even think about it when you see the gun. That's not... Yeah. Purely a defense of Alec Baldwin, and in fairness, Alec Baldwin can be a giant dick at times. One hundred percent. Yeah. So no, all of that needs to be taken into that. account. But it's also but... it's it's. I come back to why are we using this kind of gun? One, if you know it's going to be a gun used as a prop, and thus a prop gun, never ever put real bullets in the damn thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. The the prop master should never have played around with it like that. Like, yeah. if you wanted to shoot guns, go shoot your own guns. Like, don't yeah. use a prop gun. Yeah. Like that, like that doesn't. Like at the very least, if you're gonna, if you if you know you're that you need to test it to make sure that it works, only ever put blanks in there so you can make sure that it's firing the blanks properly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it just, it doesn't make sense. And to not have the foresight yeah. or just, like, general gun knowledge of this is, this gun that I was shooting real bullets with, I should probably just double check to make sure since, you know, I assume it was a six-shooter. Yeah. So, like, it takes two seconds to just to to look and be like, oh, there's bullets in here still. Maybe yeah. I should take them out. The person who handles the props and all the prop people they have should be able to look at a gun and be like, this is not a blank. I know what yeah. bullets look like. Um, 
But there is a little, even just a little bit, if we excuse a lot of it, there's still a little bit of blame on Alec Baldwin. And this comes from yeah. stories that I've heard from other actors, specifically like Will Smith reportedly before. Uh, someone had a prop gun that they aimed in his direction, and he immediately took it away from them and aimed it elsewhere. Because, like, you know, if nothing else, you've heard stories of Brandon Lee, you know what these things can do. Even a blank can still misfire and shoot off, like, particles. Um, so, yeah. like, as an actor, if you're going to be firing at a camera, you make sure that everyone who decides to monitor that camera is off away from behind the camera looking at it through a different monitor. That way, if the yeah. gun goes off and does carry a particle, whether or not it's an actual bullet, you're not shooting at someone. Right. Like, and I, I'm not a big fan of the NRA, as you know, uh -huh. but I do know that they have, like, five rules to gun ownership. Yeah. And one of them is, assume every gun is loaded because it will can kill someone. Yeah. Like, the point of a gun is to kill someone. Yes, you're using it in a movie. It's not supposed to do that. But not supposed to and won't are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. The okay, whole story. box right there. Bad. Shit. <laughs> Let's. Well, I mean, like, it's not like our country already has weird laws with guns or, like, it's a political issue regardless. Yeah. But in this is instance, I don't think it should be a political issue because it's a non-political thing. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about unions, I guess. Whether, yeah. Whether you're on the right or the left. Everyone who didn't make sure that gun was handled safely is at fault. At least a little. 100%, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and yeah, I don't blame the director or the cinematographer uh, at all in this particular instance. Dalek Baldwin was the one that held the gun, even if he's not legally held responsible, although I'm sure his production company is going to get sued to high heaven over it. Um, he's at fault for firing the damn thing at least a little. No, I mean, like, there's pictures where he looks... Yeah, oh, no, no, really I'm sure he's devastated it. by it. And I, I, like, his guilt is genuine, but he fired it, and he didn't clear people away from where he was firing. Yeah, he yeah. owns it partially his fault, too, like, yep. 100%. Yeah, so. Okay, let's, 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 let's try and get to something happier now that we've covered all the awful news that we can talk about that is awful. Um, so... It, it, again, bad bad segue. I have no good segue for this. Back for Blood. This just oh, came yeah. out recently within the last couple weeks. I know a lot of people have been playing it. I just played it yesterday. I think the game is fantastic. Um, it's Left 4 Dead. It, the, the people who made it don't lie about the fact that they wanted to make another Left 4 Dead, and Valve wouldn't let them, so they went off and made their own company and changed everything just enough that they couldn't get sued. But it is, in effect, Left 4 Dead 3. Yeah, so, it looks really cool. It's it is. It has some tweaks that I like. I, so I got in there, and basically, like if you know Left 4 Dead, you're gonna know most of what this game does. There are a couple more different types of guns that you can pick up. There are slightly different zombies. They have like an exploder instead of a uh, what is it the the goo filled one, whatever they're called in the original. They have a long boy that has a giant arm instead of like a smoker. But otherwise, like it's the same fucking zombies just not called zombies they're now the ridden but the key gameplay difference is there are cards you collect uh that like that you can buy with the points you earn in game i don't even know if there's an actual online marketplace otherwise so there's no i'm not sure there's a pay to win but there probably is a pay to win um but you collect you get your points in game and then you use that to spend on decks that you can build out of game 
uh, to then use in your next set of missions. But the, the cards that you get, you pull one at the start of each mini-mission, and across the uh, an act of the campaign, there are a bunch of mini-missions that all build together, and the cards stack and carry over, and the guns you get can be upgraded, and those upgrades stack and carry over through the whole act. So there's this, like, playing a long campaign, there's just this, this continuity of your character that makes them really powerful by the end of the act, and makes it interesting to play. And I think that's a good evolution of the Left 4 Dead formula that I kind of wish Left 4 Dead now had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds kind of cool. I'm, I'm going to pick it up eventually, but I just... I, I would like I to see you pick it up it sooner than later uh, so I can play it with you. Just probably don't pick it up on PS4 or 5 because that's the one that I don't think is cross-play. Everything else is cross-play. The guys I was playing with yesterday were on Steam and... Windows Game Pass and I was on Xbox Game Pass and the three of us or four of us were all playing across those three systems together and it was great. Yeah. So definitely uh, I want to play it with you so that we can talk about it more in detail and do a Left 4 Dead podcast. Uh, but yeah, get it on one of those things so I can play with you. Yeah. Well, um, I just got a PS5 and I believe it is on the PS5. So If it's cross-play, um, then I'll play it with you on yeah. that. But I'm not, I don't have a PS5, so... I think it is it is crossplay. Okay. So yeah, I think so because I would assume because it connects into their network and all their network stuff is tied to the the specific account you make for uh, Back for Blood. I just know how Sony is with crossplay. Yeah, let's see. Computer, and you have it on PC. I have it on Xbox Live. Oh, Xbox. But that ties into the PC version. So if the PS PS Five can tie into the the PCs, I'm sure it'll tie to the Xbox Live. Yeah, it does PC, PlayStation, Xbox with no restrictions. Nice! Cool, then let's play yeah. soon. Yeah, I'll have to pick it up if it's at the store when we go. Oh, I just bought Which it. Which I'm sure it I mean, I bought it. I didn't even buy it digitally. I picked it up through uh, Game Pass because it was free on Game Pass. Ooh. Yeah, see? Game Pass is only a dollar right now, dude. Not that I'm hawking for Microsoft. Honestly, generally, I would never have picked up Game Pass, but I picked up Game Pass. Nice. Let's, uh, before I start shilling for the company even more, let's try and wrap this one up. This has been Not So Life from Asteroid G, Nerd News. I am Mike Finkelstein. Josh Schaefer. And we will see you next time.